direct. El Jefe, Mr. Glass Half Full, the revival. Ho, 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 You guys know who this is. Peace and blessings. It is your boy, Eli Rax, a.k.a. Vibes. And welcome to New York Revival, where it's not just sports, it's entertainment. And I'm here with my brothers, man. You guys know who it is. And that's Mr. Glass Half Full. And that's Spee, if you nasty. Man. Let's go. Let's go. That's a, that's a new one. That's yeah, a new yeah, one. yeah. I like just that one. Gotta, you know, the whole thing there. I get that New York tone. Let's go. I see that. <laughs> and I'm here with my brother, El Jefe, a.k.a. White Jersey, a.k.a. Blue Jersey, a.k.a. Damon Wink, coming soon. I, I just finessed that. I just finessed that. Maybe it is. See how that works. He, does, he he preps. He doesn't even prep Jeff for it. He just comes up with a new, Never. A new version. Never. And right? of course, my lighting is shot, as you can see, Giants. <laughs> like, you see this? This is live TV. This is what we do here. But the shout out to you. Right? Yes, you, the revivalists in the chat. Please hit that thumbs up. Share and subscribe, man. We can't do this without you guys. And guys, we have a special guest in the building, man. So we'll get to him in a second. But first, let's go around the room, man. How was y'all week, man? The Giants won too, so it should be light. It should be a little cool. You know what I mean? The oh, Giants man. season was finally put to rest. So I mean, you can kind of celebrate that in a way. Of course, they win, they win at the end when it when it's all for naught. <laughs> of course. But you know what? Like halfway through that, I was just like. You know what? I can see where this game is going. I'm just going to enjoy this. What can I do? I can't control any of this anyway. So it felt good to beat the piss out of the Eagles and uh, just watch them crumble. It's just a beautiful th- Like if we enjoy it when other teams beat them, I'm sure right. it's going to enjoy it when it's at the hand of the Giants. So <laughs> so give me all that. How about you, Spiro? Uh, yeah, you know what? Like if there was, if it was any other team, I would have been even more pissed. You know, like I was like, of course, we win the game that we don't need to win. You know, it's typical Giants. But when it happens against the Eagles, against the Philly fam, you know, with my actual fam being Philly fam, um, you know, it, it felt a little – it made it a little bit easier to bear, right? A little bit easier to bear, um, you know, bearing them and let them crawl into that, the playoffs. I, mean, I can't imagine what, what, it's, what it's been like in that marriage and in that house of yours <sighs> year after year of just getting the beatdowns. Uh, I'll tell you I'm, what, she's excited. It's a long time coming. Yeah. It's a long time yeah. coming. White, wifey's a little bit more negative than me on the Eagles. She's like, this season's over, everybody. So, well, that's it, great. They're, that's, they're that's going good. through it in Philly. So, uh, I don't good. feel bad for them, though. I love that. <laughs> I enjoy that. Hey, what do we got going guys, on today? Uh, yeah. Tell us. Anybody? At least for me, man, I'm going to skip oh. me because I'm just excited, man, to introduce this special guest here, man, today. today Three times sack. Award nominee, co-star of HBO's Entourage, executive producer by Mark Wahlberg. If you guys didn't oh. know that, just to let you know. Ooh. Also, star co-star of Power, man, which is a 50 Cent show on Stars, man. We have the biggest sport nut in the building today, Jerry. For round of applause, round of applause, round of applause, round of applause, Ferrara. Forgive me, Jerry Ferrara. Right. I've been drinking. I've been drinking, Jerry. Forgive me, Jerry Ferrara. In the building here today. Thank you so much, man, for joining us. We do appreciate your time. How you been, brother? How's everything? Oh, muted. Oh, muted. oh, got the mic, got the mic. He was probably being safe. Rookie. I was being safe backstage trying to do the dirtiest <laughs> thing. Uh, I'm doing good. Thank you for that intro. This has been a long time coming. We've been trying to find a night to do this. Uh, kids went to bed early. Got a little That's glass cool. out. My Knicks are on right now. Mm-hmm. Whooping the Blazers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Cheers, you know, bro. it's a good night to talk Let's sports get... and hang with you guys. Let's go. And I do baby. appreciate go. that, man. We're going we're gonna to jump right into this, man. First off, what's the Knicks score? Because everybody loves to know when they stop here and watch this show, especially if the Knicks are on. What's the score right now? You know what? I'm a little behind because, you know, I have to sometimes pause. That's the, that's the life right now. But you know what? I'll get you up to the minute. 6139 in Whoa. New York. Oh, my God. Dude, OG it's a blowout. 16 points in the first quarter for my guy, OG. So, Dude, oh, we're going to get into OG. Oh, we're going to get yeah, into gonna, OG, man. You know we're going to talk about that. That's yeah. <laughs> The Knicks are Of back. course. But first, before we do that, man, before we talk about New York sports, I think people want to know who is Jerry, and they want to get to know the actor himself, man, because you came from a hit show, HBO's Entourage, man. Just tell me what it was like landing with that role, man, and how did you get the role, per se, man? I think the people would love to know. Yeah, so, you know, I I grew up in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. Uh, Definitely uh, not a place where there's a lot of actors, 
you know, <laughs> especially in the nineties. So, yeah. but it was, it was more so for me, always like a love of TV and movies that did it for me. You know, it wasn't, I could have easily been an editor or, I mean, I think I'm a writer sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just wanted to be a part of the process, you know? So acting was like something I, I'm not gonna say I backed my way into, but what I took to first, I moved to LA when I was like 20 years old. Uh, so a long a ass time right ago, there. it's a power yeah. move. And by the way, I think I had, I think I moved there with like two grand. I had three grand. I lost the yeah. G the night before my flight on a oh. game called AC Ducey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You hit the post. I, I potted it hook? and I got the double, I got oh. the double A. Don't yeah. It cost me double. So I lost, <laughs> a, I lost a third of my LA budget. Uh, Your net worth. <laughs> but, uh, you know, That's move crazy. there and just, you know, different times back then, you know, you were like a door to door salesman, you know, you're just going from mm. audition to audition. And, uh, and uh, I think I auditioned for Entourage probably 30 times, you know, uh, wow. they did. A, they cast a pretty wide net. They were searching at first. The guys were from they wanted the guys to be from Boston because of Wahlberg. And then yep. our, our showrunner creator, uh, Doug Allen's from Long Island. So he switched it to New York and then they were going to go older. So I, it was a long process for me. It was like a football season. Like I grinded it out. <laughs> I got to the playoffs and I got hot. And Survived the advance, baby. That's awesome. That's awesome, yeah. dude. I was 20, you, you this like the 20, 20 year anniversary coming up. Which that's is wild. That, you're like the quintessential story. Like, man, you're East Coast guy, flew out West Coast. You know, lesser men would have let that AC Ducey deter them but you got through this it this is a sign <laughs> i gotta go work at the burger joint and get, yeah, my, like, get above water I, I, here you got through well it, i man. did work at i didn't work at a burger joint my first job in la i worked at boston market just slinging I, chickens totally you know, man. don't sleep on boston market good food i we love that damn one. good food by the way damn good food well, it's a New York thing, man. But that's how I put on here. some weight, and uh, I guess it helped for Turtle because I yeah. put on my pounds <laughs> working at Boston Market all them years. That's wild, man. So, I love that story, man. That's that's just a, a ballsy thing to do. Just get up and go without having a real plan. You're a dreamer. You made it happen. That's just awesome. Love it. Totally you know what agree. I do it now with kids and stuff. I'm way more, <laughs> I was way more ballsier as a young 20 year old. Didn't know right. any better. Uh, now it's too much at stake, but uh, <laughs> yeah. For me, it was always, and I encourage everyone out there, like, I just needed to know. Like, yeah. If I, I was okay with failing, like, I, I would, I didn't look at it like I was going to come back to Brooklyn with my tail between my legs. I always looked at it like my family will still be there. My friends, and one of my best friends the night before I left when I lost the G, literally told me as we walked back to my house, he's like, he'll be back in two months. <laughs> oh, hey, look, I, I, that's wrong. love though that's love yeah, yeah. Uh, did that spark the fire a little bit like a, a little, uh, i just never even thought of it once i, yeah, left. Yeah, I yeah. never coming going coming home never was a thing and right entourage did happen quickly for me it was like three years in which for some people that's really quick for me that was yeah. eternity it was some dark times in those three years i never once thought about going back home mm. so, so let me say this go ahead Ian. How quick did your life change actually being on Entourage itself? Like the show gets hot. You're Turtle now. Everybody knows you as Turtle. How did your life change actually once the show got pretty much popping? You know, it didn't change right away. I mean, it changed because I didn't have to work in the restaurant anymore, right? But yeah. there's so many stages. You go from, okay, you get the part. That's great. You shoot the pilot, right? This is back in the day. They don't do it like this anymore. Mm -hmm. Shoot right. the first episode. You get paid like I think I don't even remember when I got paid. It was more money than I ever seen in my life. <laughs> then there's like a you shoot that, and then it's like okay, we'll let you know. So we waited like four months for HBO to decide which shows they were going to pick up. So I went back to work at the restaurant because oh. I'm like this show's not going to yeah. get picked up, and I I I, I I'm not going to just like spend all the money they just gave me and not get a job. So four months went by until I think it was Wahlberg who actually called me and which I couldn't believe that he had my yeah. phone number. And uh, I was like, yeah, we got picked up. We start shooting in a month. Congratulations. And yeah. <laughs> from there, was, uh, did, I, did, did you throw your apron down, like screw Boston market and left? Like, what? Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you. you. Fuck you. You're cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Good for you. Good for you. But even still, like the first season definitely gave me some like financial stability. Then you got to sweat out. Are we going to get picked up for another year? Yeah. But yeah. I think like critically season one w did really well. We got nominated for some awards, but the ratings weren't huge. If, if we were on another network, we might have even gotten canceled because the ratings weren't 
huge. And HBO at that point didn't have to really care about ratings. They were able to let a show grow. And it wasn't until we went off the air in season one. And then it was like summertime and the summer. And then they released HBO on demand. I don't know if you guys might be too young mm, to remember mm-hmm, when that shit mm-hmm. first hit. Yep. So like every college kid that went back to school was like, oh, we got we got like every HBO show. And they we were like the <sighs> number one up. binged show on HBO on demand ever, I think. Wow. And from there in season two, that's where I started like going places, getting recognized and and oh, you need a table? We got a table for you. Yeah. There's 45 <laughs> people in the restaurant, but we got a table for you. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, that's how it works. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it changed a lot by season two, man. And then uh, it's just been a blur. I still don't feel like it was that long ago, but it, yeah. it's you know almost half my life ago. So, yeah, geez. it's wild, man. It's Which crazy. one of those main characters were you closest with, like Offset? It's funny because it it changed a lot, and what I mean by that is like uh, you know Kevin Dillon obviously played Johnny Drama because we you know once we got to like season two or three we had like an offensive formula it was mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Uh, all the business stuff e and pivot and Ari handled with it and then me and Dylan aka turtle and drama would go off on these if it was like grand theft auto side missions right we go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. go on these side quests yeah. and that ended up being some of the funnier stuff you know i had a front yes. row seat to that guy that guy's one of the funniest people ever so i was really close to him at first and he's a lot older than me but he like got me into golf he was like my big brother but yeah. Over the years, it was Kevin Connolly, I think, who played E, <clears throat> who, you know, we're just a little bit closer in age and, mm-hmm. you know, big sports guy, you know, yep. we're, we're pretty tight to this day. But I'm, I'm all the, I talk to Adrian all the time, too. He's a new dad. Like, we're all dads now, which is crazy. Uh-huh. You've yeah. got to that phase. That's the, the best phase. of us. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so with, with that being said, I, I know a couple of things happen, right? Uh, which is crazy. I don't know if anybody knows you actually met your wife on the set. Am I correct? From the show itself. Just tell us about that process because Turtle is Turtle. She knows that character, right? Then you go in there and you meet her as she's dating the agent, Ari himself, right? So this, how did you guys meet and et cetera and formulate this, this wonderful reunion you guys have? So uh, I actually co-wrote that episode too. I wrote, I co-wrote two episodes wow. that season. Wow. I started uh, writing for the show. I mean, in a very small way toward the end, it's just always something again, I was interested in. And, um, so I, you know, I wrote some of that stuff. I didn't have any scenes with her. So, but I did, our, our paths did cross like in the hair and makeup trailer, but you know, I was always like very professional, especially when, Mm -hmm. you know, women are getting their hair and makeup done. It's like, Hey, Jerry, nice to meet you. And I, I just kept it moving. So I didn't really talk to her much that day, but it wasn't until probably like six months later, I, I was at some friend's birthday party at, uh, uh, House of Blues on Sunset Boulevard, right? Uh, nice. I just remember I closed my eyes and I lived right over there. And right. I saw her and I, I remember, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember her. And I went up to talk to her. I had some corny line about like, <laughs> like I created you, like your, your character. Like, I made I, you. Yeah. Like I stumbled and fumbled, Ooh. you know. I, I don't have the same confidence Turtle has. Like Turtle yes. thinks he's the best looking dude in the room. <laughs> and it doesn't real. I'm just yeah. kind of like, uh, hey. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we hit it off that night. And uh, honestly, we've been together pretty much ever since. That's you wild. know, the exception yeah. of that first year was a little, you know both unsure but yeah we've been together for a long time and yeah people trip out when they see her and then see me the diehard fans of the show who mm-hmm. recognize her yeah like you married him that's crazy I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. meet our kids that's even crazier that's even crazier <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speed, i know you have a follow-up question right after that man because there's a nice little gap in it well <laughs> l- listen the, there's it, i wondered how you know life changed for for turtle as you were going through you know mm-hmm. like I, my 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 biggest question is, you know, you you were on the set. I, I don't know if you're a Sopranos fan. Are you a Sopranos fan? When my you, when favorite you show of all time. Of course, of course. So, you know, to me, I was wondering. I was like, so this guy was on the set with Tom Brady. You know, big Giants fan. You'd probably talk some shit to Tom Brady, but he was also he he got to hang out with Jamie Lynn Siegler. You know, and, and Meadow Soprano for me was huge. So when you when you went back home, you talked to your boys. Who did you brag about more? <laughs> you got to be Tom Brady or was it better Soprano that That's you got one. to hang out with? <laughs> All right, let me let me figure out how to. I, I want that per, really really good question. All right, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with Brady 
first. Yes. Um, yes. You know, and to Giant fans out there, you might have heard this story already if you didn't. It's not that bad, but it definitely hurt my feelings. <laughs> that episode with Tom Brady where, uh, you know, we play golf and drama breaks his club, that was initially supposed to be, it was written for, per their request, Eli and Peyton Manning. <laughs> they called us, by the way. We didn't call at, at that point. This is season six so we had like yeah. a long list of people mm -hmm. who wanted to be on the show and obviously if eli and peyton call it's like done so doug ellen wrote that whole episode and it was the chase brothers versus yep. the manning brothers with golf oh. i think like two weeks before they had to pull out for some reason i don't know what it was oh. they called you know give them the benefit of the doubt i'm sure who knows what went on uh everyone was still active at that point too so <sighs> but this is where having like Wahlberg as your executive producer is key because yeah. he's like oh you want me to call tom and we're all like oh you talking tom and jerry who are you talking about he's like brady and this was the year if it's you remember brady was coming off the knee injury he was out for the, he missed the mm -hmm. whole season it was the matt yep. castle year so no one really yep. seen brady in a long time brady showed up on two weeks notice couldn't have been happier to be there 5 a.m on That's the golf dope. course he's like signing stuff not that he needs any more praise right right right, right. <laughs> he was awesome and um but I say that all to say, so when we had to make the switch, I remember being with Doug Allen in his office while he's changing this whole script around. And then, you know, look, Giant fans don't really have beef with Brady. We're 2-0. No, no. We're good. So We're good. We're good. We always say, like, oh, if Turtle were a Jets fan, it would make a lot more sense. Sure. Yeah. We get it. But this is what we got. So yes. <laughs> I'm in Doug's office. He's trying to figure out now the Turtle beef with Brady. Yeah. And we called one of my buddies. Paul in Staten Island, who's one of my Shout best out friends. Staten Island. Shout out Staten Island. And um, we call him up and we just put him on speakerphone. And I ask him, Paul, all right, you're at the Super Bowl. It's the night before. You're at a bar. Tom Brady walks in. What mm. do you say to him? He's like, nice. I just fucking tell him he sucks fucking balls. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, thank you very much. Done. Hung up the room. <laughs> shit went in the script the next day. That's like, fantastic. Props to Brady. Like in the episode, if you remember, uh, you know, yeah. I, I talked shit to him about being too yeah. Yeah. Yes. old with yep. it. So uh, that's yeah. that. And um, Jamie Lynn. So I had known Jamie Lynn off and on. Like I'd seen her around all the HBO right. stuff. And mm -hmm. she's mm -hmm. a New York girl. And she had moved to L.A. And uh, I look, Sopranos is literally my favorite show of all right. time. I want to even say, well, I had a, a choice. Like before I moved to L.A. with that $2,000, I, I had an audition for a very tiny part on the Sopranos. It was like two lines for Jackie Jr. No shit. Oh. And, but, but it like wow. conflicted with my flight. And, you know, back then you change a flight. It costs like right. a grand. I'm like, I can't. Yeah. So I skipped the audition and got on the flight. I didn't know that the Jackie Jr. That's part would become such like a yeah. a big part. But then, you know, when I heard Jamie was coming on, and it's funny because uh, you know my character and her character date on the show. I feel like one of our producers is like, "This is such bullshit." Jamie Lynn would never date Turtle, <laughs> <laughs> and in real life, we were dating. In real life, we were dating. That's so it's like, nice. wow. Oh, would she but, though? Would she? But she, <laughs> she's also <laughs> We still talk, and she's got two awesome boys herself, and uh, her husband's That's amazing. Dope. She she's awesome. She's great. That's awesome. She, she now does awesome. a podcast with her co-star, her sibling, with Robert there. Eiler. Yeah, yeah, she does a, a a pod. So Sopranos fans, go check that one. I think they're doing some kind of countdown because it's their twenty-five year anniversary. Which is yeah, wild. that's even crazier. It, it's so. just crazy thinking about how HBO just hit after hit in that little time span, man. And you 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 were part of the wave. You were part of the wave that Hell brought. Yeah. In the HBO, it's wild to think about, right? Like Dude, you think about it. one, my my second, like it's not even a job, you know, in New York when you're coming up, because now there's a ton of stuff that shoots in New York. Nothing shot, and there's like three shows in New York that shot. I was an extra on Oz. I got paid sixty two dollars. Oh for yeah, 18, for seventeen hours work, and then I was a <laughs> I was an extra in the pilot episode of Sex in the City. Wow. Oh, so you were the OG. You were, you were literally the OG. Crushing. In the club. I mean, no lines. Okay. You see me for a split second in limelight. It was a club scene shot in limelight. Oh. I think I might even left halfway through. I'm like, I can't say <laughs> They won't even know if I leave. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, right. And, and long and behold, he's the star. You know what I mean? Right after that. Yes. So let me ask you this, man, because you are a New Yorker, right? When you was out in New York, 
What was your favorite spot to go to in New York City that you like, you know what I got to go have? Or at least when you come, you go, I got to go have this spot when I come to New York City. Well, I mean, shout outs. The first place always is my mom's kitchen. That's number oh, one. Of course. Of course. You got to say that. Brooklyn, it was, uh, you know, I get so Respect annoyed with my kids when my kids ask for like a million things to eat. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, I'm a sh-. And then my mom, you could throw out anything. Two in the morning. Mom, can I get some meatballs? Wait to say, yeah, just yeah. nailed it. Nailed Perfect. It. So but, she, um, she was like your mom in the show. <laughs> exactly. I went to a lot of the spots in my neighborhood. There's a the 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 pizzeria that was famous in my neighborhood. It's still there. Uh, it's called Spumoni Gardens, L and B Spumoni oh, yeah. Gardens, which is like, oh yeah, it's if you know, you know. Uh, so I'd always try to go <laughs> go hit that. And um, I was I don't know, man. When I came home, I used to miss my friends so much that like I, I would just. Make Straight sure through. I went to all the card games, the AC Ducey games. Mm-hmm, and then, mm-hmm. of course, they thought I had a little money in my pocket. Now. They now, couldn't yeah. wait to get me <laughs> at the game, but I kept it real conservative. Look and um, yeah, I just I would just hang with my family and my friends and hit like the real, real local spots. I didn't go into yeah. Manhattan and like party all that much. It was never my style. I wanted to be with like the people. Uh, I didn't help keep me that. grounded, you know? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So you can say you're the total opposite of Turtle in real life. Am I correct? <laughs> yes, I mean pretty opposite. The things we have in common are like loyalty and the sports, and um, mm-hmm. but it was fun playing that guy because, like I said, he had no, he has no filter, and I have all I have <laughs> is filters. And like I said, he just was like this super confident guy. But the the thing I respected most was he genuinely believed that Vincent Chase was the best actor in the world. And we all know he was not. <laughs> but he believed it, and yeah. uh, you know. That was fun. I wonder, do those these roles kind of like any any bit change you as a person going through in your life? Like, does the turtle even a little slightly a little bit change your confidence? Does your 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 person in power, your your actor when you're doing the acting in power, does that change well, you a little bit or not? Well, power definitely changed me in a different way. If you want, we can get to that. Like as far as entourage, yeah. it's weird to to go from you know not having like tons of friends in LA, just move there no money. It's now all of a sudden, like everybody wants to be your friend. Mm. I used to feel Mm -hmm. like I would disappoint people because fans (laughs) of the show would roll up. I'm not saying I I never went out. I did go out. I didn't, I did not party and enjoy that as much as you would think. Cause also you're working 60 hours a week. It's not like uh, rolling up to the set and you're like party mode. It's work. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, dudes would come up to me like, Oh bro, turtle, we gotta smoke this joint. I'm like, listen, (laughs) First of all, I, got, I got my I got my own. I'm not smoking yours. I don't know what the hell's in that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Laced with you know angel dust, like Sunday yeah. and Friday. You know, it's not Let's happening go. to me. And like I just don't. And they'd just be so disappointed. Be like, what? Like you're not. <laughs> so it definitely made me a little um, aware. You know, I was never like aware. I'd walk into a place. I'm short. No one knows I'm there, and no one knows I left. And I, I felt eyeballs on me a little bit um the power transition was a whole different thing because you know people start thinking you can only do one thing right like oh you're that guy and how are you gonna now go and, do and, like a drama and stuff like that and I, I, that changed stuff for me and jerry now you know just just to say this as well man because you work with you worked with mark Wahlberg. now you're working with another huge guy in the industry that just came from the successful rapper to this executive producer 50 cent man just tell me how it is working with first i just want to ask and go back a little bit with mark Wahlberg to 50 cent like just give me the two <laughs> parallels between those guys there well mark was awesome because you know i, I grew up watching his stuff right i was a fan yeah. i remember my cousins loving him from new kids on the block and marky mark days right so then knowing like, and also this was early on in Mark's like producing career. Everyone knew he was a movie star, but he hadn't produced a ton of things. This was like his first yeah. thing and it was loosely based on his life. So you did feel like a weight of responsibility. Like, I don't want to screw this up for this guy, you know, not that it would really hurt him that much, but, <laughs> and then really just seeing how it doesn't matter what level you are. The grind is the grind like that dude. And you mm-hmm. watch him now. That dude's still jacked. He's still working. He's up <laughs> at 4 a.m. He says his prayers. He's got a million companies. Like the grind never stopped for him. So yeah, it was nice. a good, it was a good lesson. And then um 50 is just, I mean, that dude is just brilliant, brilliant <laughs> genius. I'll give you a quick 50 entourage story. 50 was in entourage. Yes. Probably the most one of the yes. most famous memes of all time. 
when he laughs at me and speeds <laughs> yeah, away. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Oh, that part was initially nice. written. That part was initially written. That cameo was written for Kobe, but Kobe was in oh, season, so Kobe would not do anything in season ever. Obviously, course, he course. was too locked in. So you know, and then 50, 50, 50 so much better though. Better, <laughs> <There>. right? Um, <laughs> yeah. And I don't remember the whole thing. Like I'm in the Porsche, right? Or the Ferrari, whatever car. And I got two awesome cars that my daddy and my girlfriend brought me. Right. That's the joke. <laughs> and I forget, you know, we had great cars on the show, but when 50 came on, he's like, I'm not using any of your shit. I'm he sent his own <laughs> car out from New York yeah. to LA. So that's his that's car right. in that's the right. show that he's rolling. And he shipped out. He's like, I'm driving my car. I'm not, I don't trust whatever car you're going to give me. So just for a quick scene, he wouldn't even just drive. And nope. like, that's a different level right there. And then I remember when I, when I signed on to start doing power, I wasn't sure. I knew he was involved and he was playing Kanan and, you know, I, you know, I know he was the producer, but you know, I like Mark was there, but once we got to like season three or four, Mark also has a huge movie career. Was Mark wasn't there every right. day. Cause he couldn't be. And I right. thought that same thing with 50, but I mean, 50 was there. He, wow. I mean, he was, he, besides acting, like really put the work in and that dude's amazing. Like I'm, That's I'm wild. a lucky dude, man. I'm, I'm a really yeah. lucky guy. <laughs> I, really got, yeah. I got a quick question from my boy TK here. Yeah. Uh, having met and worked with all these A-listers, is there anyone left? That, that, because you've had so many cameos on Entourage <laughs> and probably in your personal life, you've probably met almost everyone. Is there anyone left that you would fanboy out if you met? That's a really good question. Mm. You know, and <laughs> I would still like the Knicks are just, I, I, I bleed orange and blue. I just do. Yeah. Uh, you know, I talk about with all my guys on like morning brew when mm -hmm. we do our live shows. Yeah, it's please like, pl plug that well, podcast. If you can, like, I can't help, but like talk about Brunson. Like, I, just, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I know some people uh, be like, really Brunson's the dude that would like blow you away. I'm like, yeah, man. Cause yeah. like, he's, he's helping save and save the Knicks. So. <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't there, I don't think there's any I've gotten pretty good at getting rid of that feeling early, meaning mm -hmm. like uh, the last thing I would ever want to do when we had these cameos would be to fanboy out and make them totally uncomfortable. Yeah. Like when we had Eminem yeah. on, I was like, nope, gonna play it cool to the point where he was like, You're not gonna say hello. Like, I wasn't saying hello. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Know, I'm not kissing this guy's ass. You should have been like, I, and you are right. I wasn't trying to be a dick, I was just like, I just want him to Marshall? have the most peaceful experience ever. Right, um, right, right. You know, and there's definitely some actors I would, you know, freak. I mean, Gandolfini, who I had the pleasure of meeting, um, I think I might have been with Jamie one of those nights, and he sort of gave me the like, you better be good with her. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, <laughs> that's my favorite actor of, of all time. Yeah. So uh, I definitely, I was freaking out when I met him. But now it would probably be golf, maybe like Tiger, I would probably freak yeah. out for because I'm a giant golf golfer. Mm. So uh, it's tough though. I've, I've, I've met a lot of dudes. You've met, you've met hey. everybody. <laughs> the whole world i've totally met the agree. whole world everybody <laughs> what you got brother um why don't we well i have a question real quick and then maybe we can get to our uh special guest question we got we got a mm. backstage special guest friend of ours that's gonna ask you a quick question all right shout out to tk you said ac Ducey for courtside tickets that's a good one i like that uh, the answer is no but that's <laughs> we, we, i played a, that's that's like my best friend we've played ac Ducey since high school and we've just seen people get so screwed over in that game so like what you said is I, I completely believe a grand is a lot. I never seen anybody lose that much where we, we don't throw around that kind of money, but I've seen people have to leave and go to the ATM and come back. One of the older guys did tell me like to pot. I wasn't going to pot it. I remember he said, pot it. I'll split it with you. And, really? and then when I lost, he went out the back door. Oh, <laughs> yeah. if you're listening, oh, I know I'll never forget that. I'm not gonna I drop know. your name. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> like you son of a bitch. No, but <laughs> my, my quick question is: you know, you're such a good actor and so believable in everything you do. I'm wondering if your wife knows when you're acting, you know, at home, like when you're full <laughs> of shit with her, does she call you out immediately? Or do, can do you sometimes get away with it? <laughs> I don't even think that she calls me out. I think she just is like, it's like a look. I'm just going to look. <laughs> yeah. If you married the right person, they know. They're like, yeah, it's not yeah, even I like, hey, like. you're lying. It's like, okay. Don't. <laughs> <all I'm> <laughs> and like, he was like, yeah, no, she saw, I, I got nothing left for her. She, 
she knows all my moves. She's the ninja. <laughs> like I just yeah, yeah. like I'm never getting past that level of the video game. She's one step ahead of you. So, exactly. Always, so right? <laughs> speaking of that too, I think you put out a tweet not too long ago where your wife actually brings her coffee mug <laughs> <laughs> into her vehicle, like a kitchen appliance into the car. Just tell the people, man. One, I, I told my wife today, I was like, you better not bring any type of dishes in that car. Like I had to tell her. So just tell me how much does that piss you off or what, man? Tell the people, man. What's going on? If nobody First knows off, about this tweet. <laughs> I've never seen this in my no. life. And then you know, I saw I, I and the first time I saw it was like five years ago, we were visiting her family and her mom did it. And I was like, huh, that's kind of weird. She brought a kitchen ceramic coffee mug in the car, <laughs> no lid, but just like a napkin over it. I'm like, wow. Crazy. That's crazy. It's maybe like <laughs> Brooklyn, New Yorkers, like our cars, like you get the shit clean. It's like you want yeah, it clean right, right, no matter right. what you're yeah. driving. It's yep. clean. Like right. Day Day says in Friday After Next, like they're not toilets, <laughs> but I keep them clean. I keep them clean though. <laughs> and uh, so I didn't really, now all these years, she never really did it. And then the other day, we're taking her, and she brings in a ceramic coffee mug. She's like, yeah, I do this all the time. And I go look in her car, and there's, like, ceramic mugs on the floor. Oh. So, oh. like, you're, you're a serial killer. You're yeah. That's, like yeah, a that's, serial killer. that's dangerous behavior. Yeah. Right and I put yeah. it on Instagram. I got, like, hundreds of thousands of views. And believe it or not, a lot of people on Instagram said they do it, too. Yeah, that's my wife does it. My wife does it. And I, it's funny because I've had this conversation with her, and she says she doesn't have time. And I'm like, it takes 30 what? seconds it's a Yeti. to go like this. <laughs> you just go like this. That's it. You, you do a million it. things in the morning. Yeah, Add one more. It, just the way you pour it in the ceramic mug, you pour it in the other mug. <laughs> wild. So yeah, then wild. everyone wild. said to me, like, get your wife a Yeti. And then I posted a follow-up video. We have 15. Yeah, all Yeti the Yetis. No. <laughs> I lined them up. I saw the lineup. And I, and yeah. I, did, a pan, I did a dolly shot. <laughs> Like, we got Yetis. You think we don't have Yetis? We have them. Uh, just don't use them, right? But you know what, guys? Of course, man, we got a special question for uh, one of the fans of yours, man. Like mm. I said, we want to open up our platform. This is the people's platform, man. Yes, Without yes. them, there will be no Jerry here. So we want to open up right. the floor uh, to the guys. Hey, you got a very great question for you. This is Smooth, our brother Smooth. What's going on, Smooth? Smooth. Look at us. When did we plan this? What? Look at us. Let's go. Oh, you oh. me. Nah. I hope now you don't bring coffee mugs in your car. Nah, I, I retweeted <laughs> yours and was like, no excuses. That's all, all that. All that My cost. man. My man. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. So, just real ba quick backstory. I'm a huge fan. I moved out to LA almost the same time as you. I'm a year younger than you. Uh, in 2003, I was 21, and I also lived with three guys who lived in Sherman Oaks. And so when Entourage came out, we had one guy who was in the industry who was acting, trying to get involved. He was on like Las Vegas, LAX, all these random shows. And he was like, dude, this new show's coming out. You, everyone's going to love it. So obviously, we were all into it. So just that's that's where that story comes from. So I, I appreciate you. You're one. Of my, I, I love all all your work. But Entourage I worked is... at a restaurant, and I worked at Stanley's in Sherman Oaks. So okay, you probably know that spot. <laughs> I know that spot. Restaurant um, circuit. So so my question to you is: It's Entourage based. With could Doug Allen, like we we know that it's a comedy, but it had some dramatic elements. You know, season six in particular with with Vince yeah. and having his drug problems and stuff like that. Could you make the show today? the exact same way you did mm. back then. You know what I mean? There, times have changed. Could Would there be language differences? You know, there's a lot of things that have come gone on culturally. I'm just curious from your perspective. So if we're saying like, all right, we're, we're doing like the time machine thing, but we're bringing 23-year-old me and 30-year-old yes. Dylan back to now, and we're doing, we're young, like that same, we're the same ages. Uh, probably no. Uh, I was thinking the same. Honest, you have know, to reword yeah. some stuff. Although yeah. I do think maybe not, like definitely not like a year, or two, three years ago. But um, maybe now as things start to like settle a little bit. But mm -hmm. no, honestly, not not that way. There'd just be a lot of differences. You could make it. You just have to do a lot of different things. And yeah, that's what you know. And look, I watch when I if I've seen episodes you know, or catch a clip or something like there's some shit. Yeah. That you say back then that you definitely wouldn't say right now. I mean, the spirit was always in the sense of comedy and, and look back then, especially if you follow stand up and stand up still is kind of like holding on to like mm -hmm. saying and just trying to be funny. 
you did that with comedy and with TV. Like you push the boundaries. Some things work, some things don't. You're going to offend some people. But like, we're not saying these are our beliefs, right? Right. right? right. Like these are yep. fake people. Yep. This is not yep. a real show. And I guess uh, like to right. Entourage's credit, people thought like, I've seen it. Believe me, people were bummed out when they would ask me like, yo, where's Vince? I'd be like, you know, we don't live <laughs> together, right? <laughs> like, where's your dog? I'm like, that dog's name is Rocky. Not his name's not Arnold. So you know, I think um, I, I think maybe now you could maybe start to like have that conversation. But I do think uh, it would be really tough. It would yeah. be uh, really really tough. And I think that's also you started seeing even when like when the movie came out. You know, it the yeah. movie did okay. It didn't do what we all thought it would do, and it it definitely didn't pull in those like casual fans. All the diehard fans mm. saw it. It mm -hmm. didn't really pull in casual fans. So, but you know what? All these shows like Sopranos, we talked about even shows like the wire, you know, like they're time capsules, right? Yeah. yeah. Whether you love yeah. that time or hate that time, that's up to you. But this is, this is how people were rolling. And um, so it's like a time capsule. So no, true. So true. I'm, what I'm you said, man, I, I have one more quick one. And then yeah. you guys let me go or hang out, whatever. So you obviously have lost a lot of weight. Could the turtle from seasons one through seven win a fight against Slim Turtle <laughs> in the finale? The <laughs> Who wins that fight? Oh, nice. man, what a good question. Uh, Different weight classes you're talking about. Uh, yeah. well, and I'm not nearly yeah. in that. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm in like dad bod shape now. Like if you talk about yes. me five years ago, a buck 50, like yeah. ripped, strong, I think I – I think I smartly whipped Turtle's ass. <laughs> you, you, you would Because, you know, I just wear them out. Yeah, I you just, like, wear yes. them out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, when I was 23 or 24, 203, I was a beast because I had a low center of gravity. So nice. if, I got, if I got me in the clench, <laughs> oh, you, you could be a problem. You could be a problem. And I had, yeah. an older brother who, I had an older brother who beat my ass from birth. Mm. So mm -hmm. 23, I'm fresh out of Brooklyn. I'm a little more afraid of things now. Like my goal is to <laughs> never, ever get into a fight. I was down for some smoke at 23. So uh, it'd be a great fight. I, I, it'd be a great fight. I think I outlast him in the later rounds if I could survive the first round. I think. Right, I right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which turtle has this mentality? Which, which turtle would have this mentality? There is no tomorrow. Shit. I, all I think about is tomorrow now. I, I'll do it tomorrow. Exactly. <laughs> So young, young turtle, young chubby turtle definitely was yes. like, there is no tomorrow. <laughs> talk, talk. And thank smooth, you, smooth, thank you so man. much, man. I do appreciate you, buddy. Appreciate you guys. That was great, nice, man. Eli, you got a, you got a little game here, huh? So oh. listen, man, we, we do this with all the guests. We kind of come up with a game for you guys. Have just a tad bit of fun. We call this game Proctor and Turtle. It's kind of like Proctor and Gamble. A little play on words, right? A little like play it. on Ooh. words. So I what this what game there. is, we're going to give you some of your co-stars or the people that you worked with, which <clears> is <throat> people around the industry. And you want to give what character can hang out with these particular people that you have played. So either Joe Proctor or Turtle can fit in well with these guys so i'm gonna throw okay. you some names and you just tell me if it's joe proctor or turtle that can hang out with these guys but i'm gonna go with go with joseph shakora who will be the best person to fit mm. with joseph shakora oh <laughs> all right not tommy because obviously proctor and tommy don't really i would yeah, no, no. exactly exactly uh, i think i think joe would think turtle's funny and would hang with turtle uh he would like Proctor too, but it's just so hard for me to even say Joe and Pro like. So I'm gonna go Turtle. I think I think Joe would think Turtle's funny. Like That's it. fire. That's fire. The next person we got here, of course, is Mr. Curtis Jackson, Fifty Cent himself, the real life Fifty Cent Curtis mm. Jackson here. Which one would be the best person this to hang out with him as far as character? I think Proctor for sure. Because yeah. I think Turtle probably owe 50 money, and we all know <laughs> you don't want to do that. It's not a good no. life choice. So no. I think Proctor would be smart enough to know, like, um, don't borrow no money from him, and we're just gonna hang out. So Proctor, he's a business guy too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that means you're not gambling with Fifty Cent at all. <laughs> you gotta yeah. all right, sit him. Put it this way, and even the re and me, Jerry. Like, if we went to dinner, if that dude picks up a check, I'm like, oh man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he owns me now. He's yeah. gonna put me on his Instagram on Monday, but no. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. And of course, you got Mark Wahlberg, man. Which one? Mm. 
Mm. I mean, Turtle for sure, only because yeah, he, you know this guy. He had guys like that in his in his crew. You know, there really was a Johnny drama. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. Turtle was based on a lot of different guys, but there really was an actual Johnny drama. Oh, he actually had a dude oh. that he yeah. that he nice Johnny Alves' name. They called him Drama, who used to who was his trainer and who was ripped and used to call his abs the Hollywood Squares and would pick up his shirt. <laughs> you like see the Hollywood Squares? So, so Turtle funny. for sure. All right, cool. That's How about great. Latrell Sprewell? You're a big Knicks fan, man. So we got to oh, know Latrell Sprewell. Because he might need a lawyer. I'm going to say Proctor, but not even because, yes. like, and I've met Sprewell before. Nicest guy ever. So oh, nice. but I'm going to say Proctor because I just feel like Turtle would be too, like, immature at this point and, like, yes. piss Sprewell off. Yeah, nicest guy, guy ever is a strong phrase. PJ Carlissimo would disagree. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Latrell. You know what? I'm gonna ask this one last person here, Wink Martindale. I know you're a Giants oh, fan too. Wink me. Martindale. <laughs> Relevant. Oh, former Giants defensive player. <laughs> he may need to get out of a he may need to get out of a contract right now. <laughs> Might need a lawyer. Might, Might need a lawyer. Yeah, but you know what? I just feel like Wink and Turtle, that's like a thing. I don't know. I yeah, feel like it'd be Turtle, as a Giants fan, would probably be super sour at the ending, you know? Yes. But I feel yes. like, um, yeah, I feel like Wink would tell Turtle, like, I'm leaving. And then Turtle would definitely tweet, <laughs> Turtle would definitely try to scoop Glazer and tweet it out. Yeah. out Jake Glazer, one of my good friends, never wrong. When Jake Glazer puts something out, you gotta believe Nails it, bro. It. He's not he in the does. volume business, he's in the quality business, he's never wrong. I the respect that. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Hey, quick let me thank say you. this quick thank you. Hold, quick on, thank hold, on, hold on, hold on. Oh, we, we, oh, we, oh, oh, thank you for being on the revival. We do oh, thank you, man. Thank you so much. Precious, I'm happy to be here. And yes, uh, it's nice talking to everybody tonight. Awesome, man. So I just want to say this, and then this is precious. She is my sister, actually, man. That's the support. She does this every ah, okay. week. She does this she's every week. Best. She shows she's us love. Uh, she doesn't have to, and I do appreciate you so much. And uh, thank you. I, I love you, Press. You know that. Uh, but I just want to say this, of course, Jerry, man, because you got a, a brand new podcast, man, that seems to be doing so well, man. So I just want you to tell the people about the Morning Brew Sports, man, the next mm. podcast every Wednesday night at uh, – and the AMs in the morning. So just tell people about the, how that came about, man, and what it's about for sure. Yeah, so it's funny. I'm like a, you know, a sort of hired gun in a way. Those guys have been <laughs> killing it for a while now. And, you know, it's it's Morning Brew. They're, it's all live shows on YouTube, similar to live like we are right now. But, you know, they specialize in New York sports, right? So, like, the Yankee stuff that they put out, the Jet stuff, which I used to just love to troll them. But then I really <laughs> fell in love. Like, we were talking earlier, it's like, yeah, as much as I love Stephen A and and all those legends, we'll call them legends. We'll be nice, right? But like, yeah, it's yes. clear when Stephen A. Smith says, "Like, what's the guy's name? Hartenstein." Like, you're not watching the yeah. games. <laughs> and I get I it. You're busy. You can probably only watch the ESPN game because you're probably yeah. on set doing the halftime show. So He's doing a you know, things. these guys really like. You know, I became friendly with my man Celso Porto, who kind of runs the show over there, along with Hector and his brother Phil Porto, and like. I just love the way they were talking about the Knicks. I love the live format. That's why, too, when you guys are like, come on live, I'm like, to me, this is – I love recorded podcasts. I've been doing that since 2013. But this space, to me, is really how you could actually connect with people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt this connection with the Knicks fans. So I'm not on every show. You know, they go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 11 a.m. on YouTube. Uh, I go on the Wednesday show, and they do something cool. Like, you just brought up – uh smooth you know fridays are like all open panel days yes like they just yeah. like and to me as a radio guy i grew up listening to wfan right that's what yeah. I, I used to record it on my boom box and then i would that's what i would listen to, <laughs> at night to go to sleep because yeah. i didn't have a tv in my room when i was young uh-huh. so what you just did even with with smooth that's the new calling you know yes. i mean wfan will be there forever and it's an institution but that kind of stuff that's the new that's the new call in on the radio show. And I think it's even cooler because you put a face to it and you really get to know these people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I've just been having a blast with them. Morning brew, man. They, and they're growing fast, quickly fast, too. Yeah. So I it's think, the way all the world, you, all, yeah, like, I don't know, man, <laughs> I was in the middle of also a strike. We had a SAG strike and a writer's guild union strike. Yeah. 
It was yeah. seven months. And I'm like, the Giants hurt me so bad by like week five. Yeah. At the moment, the, the basketball season started, it just like it breathed new life into me because the Giants yeah. are just absolutely breaking my heart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Totally agree. And uh, Spee, I know yeah. you got some Nick questions, man. Let's roll. Let's roll with them. Hey, well, so we were talking about NNLB before, so let's get yeah. into it. The trade. Were you a Barrett guy? How you feeling about the trade off the bat? And how you feeling about it now? Uh, you, I am a I am a Barrett guy because like I'm I'm a sucker for quickly like, too homegrown talent, right? And quickly yes. as well. Like, mm-hmm. I, I love the Yankees World Series win in 09, but those 96, 90, like yes. those wins with Jeter, Pettit, Posada, you know. Rivera, obviously, like the homegrown town, Bernie Williams. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just as a kid that I followed those guys my whole life. So I'm into that. And I know everyone jumps teams right. now and it's a business. I get it. So I was sad for that because I really wanted to see where it was going to go. But right. it really is a, the rare situation where both teams may have won big. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Toronto didn't want draft picks. They want players. They right. got players and a pick. And I think the Knicks need a guy. If if Randall and Brunson, who I think are 28 and 29, or soon to be 28 and 29, respectively, if you are going to bet on them, because everyone keeps saying the Knicks got to get a star. Yep. What star? Who are you waiting on? Anthony Edwards yeah. isn't coming. What star right. are you talking about? Shea? Shea's not yeah. coming. <laughs> like, oh, you want right. Kevin Durant? Right. Kevin Durant doesn't want to come, and I don't even know if the Knicks fans want him. Who's coming? Anthony <laughs> yeah. Davis? I would. Yeah, so no. where yeah. these are our guys. So if you want to get on that timeline and bet on them, mm. you, it's really hard to have those two players with another player or two who need the ball. Yes. And when yep. you look at OG Ananobi, who's having a great game scoring tonight, he could affect the game so much without, without needing 17 shots. Absolutely. Absolutely. Without having to pound the ball. And like, I'm not saying this puts the Knicks in the championship conversation yet. I would still like them to bolster the quickly minutes from the bench. I love I'm like Rozier comes to mind. Jordan Clarkson mm-hmm. comes to mind. I know even tonight they're playing the Blazers. I'm looking at Malcolm Brogdon like, yeah, like yeah. what you see. I heard we... that rumor. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. but man, this is the best it's been. Uh, I think maybe even since like 99, I love the 2013 <laughs> mellow team. Yeah. But the, this it's, is, that seems top different. heavy. This, yeah. They like, they, 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 I think OG, it's just a better fit, man. And RJ, I, maybe RJ just comes, it breaks into his own at some point because he's in Canada now. Who knows? But this fit right now it seemed like it, it was a good move for, like you said, for both teams. Quickly, you weren't going to sign quickly. You know, they right. were going to sign OG. So it kind of worked out for both. You're right. And now we still might be able to re-sign Hartenstein, who's playing great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Robinson's injury scares me. Anytime a, you know, a seven-footer gets, like, screws in his yeah. foot, yeah. you got to yeah. be able to. And Not, I feel terrible because yeah. that guy is busting his ass and was having a tremendous season. So Brutal. Brutal. I think it's a little bit of insurance because now they might have enough money. They would never have been able to sign quickly and Hartenstein. Right. That wasn't going to happen. And who knows? They're gonna have to give OG a deal too. So, but either way, I I love where we're at. And oh, I mean, you're climbing up the standings, man. Climbing up the standings. Start beating some of these, you know, the Bostons, and we beat Philly the other night. Yes, that was big. Playoffs. I just want playoff (laughs) game. That's it. My Nick fans, I love. I and I, I talk to the community all the time, and I love you. I am you. But sometimes it's like now we're like championship thirsty where it's like you're going to be happy ah. with a second round exit. I'm like, second round exit? Do you realize what we've been talking about for We'll take years? second round. <laughs> yeah. And now real. you're pissed at Leon Rose for a second round exit? Shut up. Come on. For real. Yes, I want to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, but give me a break. Last year was just a dream. I went to Hell game yeah. two. Knicks Miami courtside. It was a, it was a oh. dream come true. Oh, that my God, bro. So, uh, we, we got to shout out. Sorry, we got to shout out uh, Curlin. Curlin Penn, thank you. Great show. And, uh, uh, we got people just chiming in left and right here. In case they, you didn't know, Jerry, Jerry on yeah. Wednesdays is a must watch from your boy. Must watch. <laughs> by the way, there's the man right there. He's he on the pod, very, right? he is, He's very biased. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> show. Yeah. But he's also must watch too. And um, yeah, that dude, that dude busts his ass real hard and it's working. So go uh, to, for all our listeners, everyone checking in. Go check out that podcast on Wednesdays, um, please. Yes, yes. All the next. And let me let me there. say, let me say this too, man, because you're a Giants fan as well, right? So we mm. kind of seen 
what uh, well let's let's just go with it we're gonna rip the band-aid off we're gonna throw you into the fire because let's you know go. the community and you know it well right daniel jones comes in six overall picks shows flashes that he's good the next minute he hits rock bottom when he has different coaches then he takes us to the playoffs within the five years that he's here so you want cloud nine and now daniel jones is out injured again uh it's been an up and down roller coaster but we have something that we call dj truthers then we got DJ <laughs> naysayers, the extremists, all right? But let's just get your thoughts and opinion on our quarterback situation of Daniel Jones. Good luck. Well, I, I have to treat this like a, almost like a, sobri- like a sobriety meeting. Like, hi, my name is Jerry. And I am, <laughs> why have you done that, dude? I don't know. I am that. a DJ truther. Uh, all right. Hi, if Jerry. anyone is out on the ledge who's going to have probably – 150 tweets thrown back in their face. It's me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I respect it. I respect it though. I respect it. You know, I, I definitely was a little freaked out on draft night when they took him because I really did believe I, I, I'm I was happy that they drafted him. I just thought we could have got him later. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I did not rush to the judgment. I, I kind of said similarly, like Porzingis, when everybody killed that pick for the Knicks. It's like, look, right. I, I gotta watch tape. I didn't watch a whole lot of Duke games, yes. and then I did. I'm like, look, <laughs> not many did. I, I think it's a good pick, and I am a firm believer. If you're if that's your guy, then go get him. Like, don't Conviction. play the game yep. of like, ah, we yeah. can maybe wait till 18 and just just go get him if that's the guy. Right. And I like what I saw early. If you remember with um Oh God, Pat Sherman. so many. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So many I coaches and coordinators. So many coaches. <laughs> With Shermer, yeah. there was numbers there. And then uh, it's been all over the map. Uh, last year, I thought he was coached perfectly. And we saw the potential. Still didn't even think he was like elite level yet, but we know quarterbacks are not a dime a dozen anymore. Like you, mm-hmm. you're not going anywhere without a quarterback. I, this season was just a disaster. I don't put it all on him. And that might be the truther in me. But I think by the end, he had PTSD. Like, he just. Yes. Yes. Like, where's the. I mean, because I love Tyrod Taylor, and that dude deserves a shot somewhere. Clearly, he can mm-hmm. play. And when you watch some of the other quarterbacks in the end, would we have 68 quarterbacks to play this year or yeah, something like that? Something more like that. <laughs> this, this year. Well, was 70. Crazy. But who's counting? Who's counting? 70. But the but thing counting? that stood out was how he was going down the field and vertical. And yeah. Daniel Jones, at some point, maybe because he didn't have the time in the beginning. Or maybe he can't. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. Maybe he just can't. Was not going vertical at all. Mm-hmm. And then even when you see Devito start going a little vertical, it's like, well, maybe the receivers don't suck. You know, maybe they're not great, but maybe they could play. And Justin Pugh Nailed certainly it. came on and like just you know died trying to help that offensive line. <laughs> well said. So <laughs> <laughs> I get scared of the knee injury now. And and yeah. I this is the first time ever where I, I genuinely don't know what the Giants are gonna do with this draft. You could t- I could believe three different versions. Right. I right. could believe like they just take a quarterback at six and move on. I could believe they trade down and still take a quarterback later and look or they go offensive line and say Daniel Jones will be back in training camp in August. I don't know. I, I don't know. But I still believe in Daniel Jones. I'm more so wonder now, mentally, can you can you recover yeah. from that season? Because yeah. I just feel like he, confidence, everything just destroyed. And especially the ACL thing. There is like a mental component when guys come back from that. It takes a long time to get your edge sure. back. And it's a big part of his game. And what makes him dangerous is like those read options where he can take off. And if he doesn't have that part of his game or that confidence for a while – on top of already looking mentally a little bit shook because the O line was so bad, like it's just a lot going against him, which is pretty not much to mention his, the neck injuries. It's been his, that's yeah, that's been his career. His right. career has He's been a lot up. against him, so it's going to be tough. But I feel you on like one thing you said is like I don't know what the Giants can do now. I really like, don't know how they I, play it. I put out a rant today because I just don't see the vision right now of how like how are they going to give us hope going into this season. As, and, unless they do something crazy and non-Giants like and trade up to the number one pick and, and get the best quarterback in the country. Other other than that, what can they do to be like, okay, we're good. We're on well, the right path. Here's the scary thing. And I don't know how you guys feel. I, I've like studied this and tried to figure mm. out like, there's got to be a smarter person than me who knows the formula. But I mean, how many of these first overall picks have panned out? and have been slam dunks, right? Yeah. It varies. So the variance of top five quarterbacks, it it just, and look, 
Obviously, we know if you mess up your offensive line first round picks, that sets you back pretty far. We've yeah. watched it yeah. in real time. With the Jets. <laughs> yes, we did. But we've yes, also we watched with the Jets. If you screw up your quarterback first round picks, that, that that's decades of gets you fired. Stuff. It gets people fired, man. <laughs> you know, so I, I I tell you what, I definitely don't want to screw up the quarterback pick if you <laughs> take a quarterback. And how are you supposed to know? You even look at last year, it's like. I don't know. I, I guess this year it's, uh, yes, it's Caleb and it's pretty clear that that's the choice. And I don't think you get fired for taking him and it doesn't work out, but go, go through it. You got like Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence, but you He's know, this year, yeah. and I know we played hurt, but definitely not the greatest follow-up season. Uh, yeah. You look at Zach Wilson, Darnold, Stroud, like it, it's like, it feels like a coin flip and it yeah. makes me mm -hmm. uncomfortable. It feels like that it, with any any position, like anywhere yeah. you draft, it, it can, like guys can, I should say guys can bust anywhere, but. <laughs> it's facts. It's true. It's a family true. show. It's a family <laughs> show. It's not. It's well, not. listen, no, in the end, it, it's, it's about trust in Dable, right? If Dable has, like you said earlier about conviction, if Dable has conviction, if they have conviction in Daniel Jones, go get him. If they have conviction in someone, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck with them. I'm gonna be like, okay, let's go. Let, let's, let's. You have conviction, this guy. You think you can develop him? I'm in. But again, like you said, they can go tackle. They can go edge. They can go. They can go you know, wide receiver. They can go any way. You know. So I know. Right. It, yeah. Like you know, is Harrison there? He probably won't be. But like, if for some reason yeah. he were, it's like, be. God, that's got that, that has so pass. much. Even just as a value pick of like what you yeah. could. Move that Six. player for yeah. you know yeah. Yeah. it's different because picks are one thing, but then when you're actually staring at the player, like, oh, this guy made it to six. It changes. Right. Did you guys play the game? I'm sure you did. Like, and I think it was right around when we started getting into like the cowboy games in the first E where it's like, man, if we just beat Buffalo like we should all have, time, oh, all time. If we really yeah. just held on versus the Jets, like we won that game. Me and Spiro like, were at that game. That was brutal. That was just uh, you yeah. can't lose that game. I think it was going into the Seattle game. Like we would have been in such prime shape. I, I did that so many yeah. times this year, but then it played out and you know, I don't think DeVito was going to get us. No, there. it was fun though. Tyrod looked good. <laughs> like I, that dude throws a great deep ball and he does. That really is the most glaring thing with Daniel Jones. It's like, why weren't you doing that? Because he's yeah. doing it. And the offensive line isn't great. You know, it's, you guys right. sucked all year. It sucked all year. Let's be honest. That line was historically bad. Um, he didn't but, go sign and, Orlando Pace and bring him back. And right. like, now all of a sudden we got Orlando Pace. This is great. Let me say this too, because this is also a big conversation within the Giants community, right? Are we in or are we out on Saquon Barkley? If you're the GM, mm. let's play Joey. Joey, you're the, you're the GM. Uh, you got a chance to sign Saquon or let him walk. What would you do? Mm. It was a tough one. <laughs> you, got really, you, got, you, got really... you didn't have to stress uh, him out, man. We're just trying I to know. have a good time. <laughs> I, I, I say sign. It, it's hard because if I say don't sign, it's not because I'm like, well, we don't need Saquon. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy's awesome. But it's like, he's going to cost a lot of money. We got a lot of hoes to fill. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, I, I'm sad about it. But also, I do think. I get emotional with these players. That dude deserves yeah. to be yeah. on a team yeah. that really has a chance. And I, I do, I thought coming into the season, the Giants did. There's just too many holes. So, big part of me saying, let him go. If you love him, he'll come back. That's uh, exactly what we, me and he said. <laughs> we said that. We said yeah. that. But it's by, no, by no means is it because, like, I don't think he's good enough to deserve right. that money. I just think that we probably need to take that money and fill three spots with it. Yes. yes. That's my early <laughs> opinion. But I love Saquon. He's one of my favorite favorite Giants ever. One of. He, he's yeah. the ultimate guy you would want to have, like, your, your team's uniform on. Like, just a great dude, phenomenal player. But, like, it's a bad sign if you're relying that heavily on a running back, too. Mm -hmm. But we yeah. definitely can't – like, our offense you, – you hear, like, uh, Micah Parsons has a podcast – in the, and in the offseason, when when Saquon didn't get his deal, he came out and he was like, are you kidding me? Saquon is all we worry about. Like, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. The number yeah. one first day, like, the game plan is stop Saquon. So, yeah, like, and look, you, I, I think what you could see with him if he does go to another team, the kind of level he is. Um, yeah. You saw what McCaffrey did with the Niners, right? The minute that yep. happened, uh, if he goes to the Ravens or 
I don't even want to say the Steelers. I don't, definitely don't want to say the Cowboys. I hope it's no one in the NFC. No, East. no. <laughs> uh, no. You know, he goes to the Bengals. Not that he would sign, but we're at like one of those teams that's like this is a good team. They have some bad luck at times. He goes there and it turns into the. You 49ers. see, true. Right, right, right. Uh, also, okay. So switching from players to coach, is Dable your guy? Is he yes. your guy? Okay. Keep I don't got to sigh on this one. I don't okay. got to think about it. <laughs> no stress. I know no the stress. second year stresses that happened. I watched it in Cleveland with like Stefanski wins coach of the year. And the next season they want to kill him. And then now he's mm-hmm. won 11 games with 900 quarterbacks. Yeah, and Joe point. Flacco yeah. is alive yeah. and well. So for <laughs> me, Dable proved it to me like last season against the Titans. What was that? Week one when he went for it for two. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. clearly saw like this guy's going to be a problem for people uh this season was a mess so it's noted but like come on where you uh, the people who are saying dable's job is a, that is r- i hated crazy. that i hated oh. that talk mid-season oh, i want to see him take? get i do want to see him come on maybe get his own quarterback and, and develop the guy like because sure. i think he, he got the most out of pretty much the three quarterbacks he had with dj last year yeah. uh he made devito serviceable for a few weeks and Tyra, I thought Taylor looked good. He looked good. He looked good. Same. He did. Same. So yeah, I'm with you. Uh, so I do think like that's why it does to me seem like if anything, they draft a quarterback or they trade back and they get that's into fair. a position where they know and they DJ can get two gonna, offensive linemen. Yeah, DJ's right. still going to play next year. He's he's getting paid a lot of money. If he's healthy, I, I still believe he'll start and he should start even if they draft a rookie. Let him mm-hmm. take. The, mm-hmm. There's no reason to rush a rookie, especially when DJ's making all that money. So let him start. I don't want to say get beat up by that line, but the line's not going to automatically be elite all of a sudden next year either. So roll it out that way and see what you got. Yeah, and and I thought Dable was also classy, no matter like all the shit that went on. Like you know, and it did feel like he lost the locker room at some point. Uh, At least that's what we were close. It was very close. (laughs) And I don't know if it was Devito or Saquon or Dable or someone. It certainly, it definitely felt like Devito united them. So yeah, we all owe yeah. Devito uh, a, hey, a big little, thank you. He, so, he gave yeah. us a he gave us a spark in the middle of a lifeless season. Yeah. completely yeah. lifeless. But I, I'm a Dable um, guy, so it's 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 gonna take like a it. lot more for me to be like, oh, we gotta get off this con, this con, this coach. Yeah, I, I don't want to do that every other year. Also, no, I, like I still like Dable. I, I agree. And Jerry, let me ask you this too, man, because I think it'd be awesome to ask this and. It's going to feel great. It's going to feel bad, but it's a two-parter here. I just want to know what is your most memorable Giants memory that you have, and what was the worst? Because I have a worst, too. What is your worst, Mm. and what is your great? And we'll start with the worst and end with the high. Yeah, good idea. uh, Just give me me your your, your two Giant memories, bad and good. I think my worst is the Deshaun Jackson. Damn, that's mine, too. That is so mine. I I think it's the Deshaun Jackson punt return because it's like, why are you even kicking to him? It's like the only thing that can kill you. you, you, That's one of those things you remember where you were. Like, I was in the stadium. By the way, you were there. Fun story. I was in the stadium taking a piss because I thought, (laughs) no way. I thought, no way. We're going OT. Let me get my my piss in before and then come back for OT. As I was walking in, my, my buddies were walking towards me, towards the exit, and I saw the look on their faces, and I and I, I, I didn't actually see the punt return. That's the funny part. <laughs> better off. Better off. That's definitely one of the worst. I mean, there's been a it few is. bad ones, but that's that's one of the worst. I also was, like, heartbroken. I was at the preseason game when they thought it was a great idea to have Seahorn run back kickoffs, oh, and he blew God, out. Yep. His ACL. Yeah, I, yeah we left. Me and my uncle left. I used like oh. my favorite player at that point. So that yeah. sucked too. Appreciate my favorite, uh, I mean, obviously, like the two, the, the paid everything Patriots Super Bowl is my favorite. But to yeah. get really specific, the one that stands out the most, this is probably one of the best day in my childhood ever. Uh, I think I was nine years old when the Giants beat the Niners when uh, mm. Leonard Marshall knocked Montana out of the game, 1990 yeah. NFC championship game leading to the Super Bowl. But that yeah. cha- NFC championship game, because, you know, I'm nine years old. I, I was really, it was the first year where, like I was watching football and I knew what was happening. Right. I was like on it. Mm-hmm. I understood everything. I was following. I knew the players. I watched every game. I was watching in my basement with the same uncle took me to the ceiling game. He had like a low ceiling basement. When they kicked the field goal to win, he jumped up so high. His head went through the basement. (laughs) (laughs) And we were so jacked up that night. You know, he had three daughters. He like kind of helped raise me. 
And he was like, I'm taking all you kids to a movie. Let's go. We saw Home Alone that <laughs> night in theaters. Oh, what a night. So I went from like the NFC championship game win. We're going to the Super Bowl. I'm going to go see Home Alone in theaters. Greatest night of my life as a kid. Let's go. What a combo. I mean, that's that's yeah. Yeah. That memory always, always sticks out for me. That's That's awesome. And guys, uh, that was great, man. And and we're towards the end of the show. Jerry, just hang out just a little bit. We'll we'll sound the people off and hang out backstage because we want to talk to you we do something for our guests so we just want to let you know but uh guys i just want to say thank you everyone that uh donated uh their time shout out to precious and my cousin as well donated i know i saw you uh shout out we to saw you guys. chris thank you for all Puto. Of- yep. we, we saw you out there ted <laughs> we see everyone thank you so much for the support i do appreciate you guys shout out to the revivalists shout out to you making this happen jerry is on our show thanks to you yes you and hit that thumbs up Share and subscribe. And on behalf of my brothers, man, you guys know who this is. And that's Mr. Glass Hand Full of Nets. Speed if you're nasty Let's now. Go. Miles Let's go. Crazy. <laughs> and my brother El Jefe, a.k.a. White Jersey, a.k.a. Blue Jersey, a.k.a. Damn it, Daniel. And, of course, my guy here, Jerry, man. Of course, Turtle. And Joe Proctor in the building, man. Make sure y'all go to support the podcast as well. And uh, shout out to you. We'll see you on the next one. Peace and blessings. Eli <laughs> Rex, El Jefe. Mr. Glass half full, the revival.